Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Equip Podcast. In each episode, we share discipleship practices to help advance the growth and success of the local church. Beyond recruiting and training leaders, how do we disciple them? And what are some best practices we can implement that help individuals at all levels connect to each other and build cross-discipleship within ministry? Well, that's what we're going to focus on today. I'm going to be sharing a snippet of an interview I conducted with Jim Taylor, who is the care and recovery pastor at Grace Church, Aaron Crawford from Mars Hill Community Church, and Sean Cruz from Radius Church. In this interview, we discuss a strategy that helps Grace Church staff to create outside discipleship with leaders using a method called the 6 by 6 Let's jump in and hear our interview. I heard one thing that I think you both have in common, and that is around discipleship with your leaders. You know, Sean, you, you said, how do I train them up? And Aaron, you said, I want to see some outside discipleship with the leaders. You know, I think that's a challenge. No matter what ministry you're doing, that's always the thing, right? I mean, we're recruiting and training and, and trying, to, trying to build that. So let me share one thing that, that we've done here. It doesn't seem to take too many, too many resources, but it seems to be real effective in discipling leaders over time, especially because they're all at different levels, right? I mean, some of your leaders are going to be strong in some ways, and some of them are going to be weak in some ways and they don't necessarily cross over. So all of us have like our favorite leaders because they get it and they, and they, they get the job done, right? And so what, what I'm gonna share with you, I think helps with connecting leaders to each other in a context so that some of that, the, the ways that some leaders are strong kind of bleed over to leaders that are weak in those areas. And uh, there can be some kind of cross discipleship happening. It's something we call six by six. And, and what we do, a lot of our campus pastors do this. Um, some of our other ministry leaders do it, but it's, it's always led by a staff person. And we will get together, we will get six people and we'll have six meetings. And so that may happen over a month and a half, or if you met every other week, it could happen over a three month time span. So there'd be two or three good times a year to do something like this. And we, we start off by um, kind of this email thread. I'll text everybody. I'll text all the lead and it's invite only. And I do the inviting, right? So I'm intentionally, um, and it's single gender. So you gotta have a female staff person doing this with your ladies. And then I, I do this only with the men. But I'll start off with a text, hey, I'm, I'm doing this group. We're gonna, it's gonna be six people, six meetings. Are you interested? And I'll just kind of throw it out there. And then if they say, yeah, I'm interested, tell me more, I will include them on an email invitation. And so once I kind of get six people who say, yeah, we're in, I usually have a couple backups if the six I originally invite can't make it. And we'll meet like at Cracker Barrel for breakfast and everybody just buys their own. So I don't have to have a budget for it. Uh, we'll meet early or you know, if it's summertime or something, sometimes we could, we could be flexible on a time, but most of the time it's morning meetings. And I have six topics that we're going to address each time. And so there's always like a video to watch, an article to read, or uh, a question to answer. Sometimes I'll just come up with two or three questions and I'll send it out, you know, uh, a few days before we meet. And I'll say, this is going to be our topic of discussion for an hour. We're just going to 
this is what we're going to discuss this video we're going to discuss this article we're going to share our answers to these questions and so when i do it with men who i'm thinking about like in a community group leadership role i'll usually have like one on money one on sex um one on marriage one on parenting you know one on something something else you know whatever six topics that i think would be helpful to address and then we just meet and talk about it. But before we meet, I ask all of them to email everybody in the group. We kind of have this electronic thread. It doesn't have to be email, it can be whatever you use, but everybody has to send a picture of their family. Everybody has to send some details about uh, one challenge their family is, is going through and one thing they're working on, you know, and what they hope to get out of the meetings. So then the, the, here's the magic of all of that is I get to, they get to be that instantly they're going to be vulnerable right and it's a small enough group where they can all share um, and create some vulnerability um, they get to be connected directly to a staff member and so i get to i get to have my hands in that and i get to give direction and input um, but then i also learn where they're at in lots of ways and if i need to do some further work with them and then they come away kind of uniquely bonded to all of those other leaders so that I'm not the only one that they can connect with and, and follow up about some of those things. Like they'll get close, some of the guys in the group will get close to one or two other guys in the group that they really haven't gotten close to before, you know? Um, so when you're talking about discipleship and developing leaders, like I have found that to be one of the most effective tools mm. that I can do because it's cheap, it's informal, it doesn't last forever you're not calling everybody out for another night of the week to do a training that some people can hang with and some people can't. Um, I get to hand pick who I'm working with and what I'm working with them on. So that's, that's something you might want to think about. Um, because if you do say you did three of those a year, I mean, then you got 18 leaders that you've personally connected with and you've created a network for them you know, to continue to grow. And then if you get two staff people doing that, you can cover 36 leaders in a year. I just, we, I've actually been doing some for a year and a half doing like this half community group thing with some of our care and recovery leaders. And I'm actually going to kill it and go back to the six by six. Cause I've not been able to find anything more effective. Hmm. So let me ask this on the six by six, Aaron, I don't know if you're like me, are you the only staffer for your students? Yes, um, I have uh, a part-time administrative assistant who kind of helps me with uh, just some logistical stuff. Um, but yeah, as far as staffing goes, it's, it's me. So if both of us and our wives seem to be the student pastor team, yeah. uh, guys, do y'all recommend us pulling other staffers from, from the church, even if they don't necessarily have student ties or uh is is there somebody in particular that obviously a lead pastor for both of us would would not be the best use of his time maybe but um would you recommend just pulling another staff member or delegating leadership to another leader who might be top tier top shelf how many so six by six how many leaders do you have i have uh i have 26 so i'm at a one to eight ratio and is that that's male and female that's everybody correct, correct. And right now we're, it's funny that you say a six by six, I'm doing a, a group of six guys. We, we meet every Tuesday morning and we're reading through Hebrews together. There's no training piece, but it's just community. Because one of the other things that we notice in the student world is 
if we ask them to do our student gathering and maybe a small group and engage with students throughout the week, most of the time they don't, they don't have space for a community group. And so we were providing community amongst ourselves. Uh, there's time of reading, time of confession, time of prayer over yeah. a Chick-fil-A biscuit. You know, it's really spiritual. Um, so that's just what we've been experimenting with. And we're only eight weeks into that, but it, it has proven it's the training piece that we're still deficient on. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, how many leaders do you have? I've got 20, right at 20. And that's male and female. Correct. All right. So, uh, so we're talking about 10 guys and uh, 10 guys for you, Aaron, and, and 13 guys for you, Sean? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so maybe, Aaron, you do two groups that are five by five. And uh, Sean, maybe you do, you know, two groups that are one's a six by six and one's a seven by six or seven by seven or something like that. You know, you could, you could, I don't know how much, how many margins you all have for those types of meetings, but um, I mean, if you're only talking about a month and a half, you know, if you meet every week, I mean, you could, you could cover two of those in easily in, you know, a quarter of a year. Yeah. Um, so really the challenge would be finding somebody to take care of the ladies, right? Um, because with just, if we're just talking about 10 or 13 guys, I mean, I think y'all could probably cover that. So do you have a female staffer or do you have a lady, um, who's just awesome leading in student ministry that could help facilitate those? And is there a way to like, just pay her $200 a month? or a hundred dollars a month to just call her a staff person <laughs> and give her the responsibility of minimal discipleship or uh, like, is there a, is there a creative way we could, we could, uh, you could figure out how to disciple those ladies. You feel like that? I think if I put some resources in the hand of another staff, cause I mean, we've, we've just hired a bunch of really awesome ladies that do a bunch of things around here. Um, there's two or three names that come to mind immediately that would be great disciple makers and they they're naturally doing it with our groups team already so they kind of get the group dynamic yeah um so i think i could pull that from another staffer if i could put the right resources in her hand yeah um, so that would be that would be something you need to think about right out of these six meetings what are the six things that i really want our student leaders to know like what, what, what am I concerned about as far as their own life, maybe their personal integrity, their spiritual growth. And then I've just created, I've just created like six or seven topics. And I just said, y'all go watch this and then talk about it. And I, and I wrote down some questions on a Google doc so that anybody I trust could facilitate a group like that. You know? What for, for us, if we were going to do that at here at grace, cause we do have a lot of videos, snippets of videos, what would be the, what would, if you were them, what would be the six topics that you would do? Well, yeah, I think I mentioned in, uh, when I was thinking about community group leaders, I did, I always talked, I always did one on sex, one on money. Um, and in the money piece, we talked about give, you know, are you giving? Do you have a budget? What are your finances like at home? Are you in debt? You know, um, and then how would we address those? So like money, sex, parenting, marriage, those were always ones that, that I wanted to engage my leaders on. Um, because it's a little bit of a barometer for 
for their own, like, are they, are they healthy disciples, you know? Um, Cause really if you've got a healthy person who's following Jesus and leading and working in all those areas, I mean, you really don't have to worry about them leading other people very much mm. unless they have just some crazy whacked out theology. And usually if they have crazy theology, usually they're not doing a good job in one of those areas. Right. <laughs> so I always talked about those four. And then um, I, I typically would do something on leadership, just a general leadership talk or article or resource. And uh, I mean, I could dig up my old stuff and find it for you. Um, so you said sex, money, parenting, marriage, leadership. Is there a biblical thing there? Is there a, I think we did, I think I did do like reading the Bible, how to read the Bible or how to study the Bible, something like that. I have done that. Do we have, like, I know on our app, we have how to read the Bible. I know that we have some stuff. Do we have, I mean, if you were to put something like this today, Jim, and you were like, Hey, this is what I would do with questions. I mean, do we currently have in your archive of content those top, those videos? No. Uh, well, I mean, I've just picked. You I just picked from one. Just from random resources. It could be from Lifeway or it could be from another church. Or just yeah. Like, so like one of the groups I did, I pulled a chapter from our ladies curriculum on redeeming sexuality. And I used that for the sex week. And then another year I pulled a video from Quest for Purity and use, use that. So I just, it's kind of dependent on who was in the group and what I felt like needed to be addressed. And mm. That's what, good. What would be effective. What would you guys do? For us, it would, it would still, that biblical piece is where they feel the most efficient. So it seems like what I tend to recruit most is blue collar folks, spiritual blue collar folks who just are ready to work, maybe not trained up efficiently. It's like when I talk, like right now we're, we're, I'm taking them through Professor Hendricks' How to Study the Bible. They don't know this. I'm taking them through How to Study the Bible every Tuesday morning over that Hebrews passage. And doing that, you can see over the weeks they're coming alive because they feel more confident with it. Um, some of these guys have been with me for the last seven years. Some have been with me for three weeks, you know, and they're in this breakfast. It was opened up to everybody. Um, but it's like eliminating the, the doubt is the is the hardest part limiting the doubt that what do they do if i can't answer this question what do they what do i do if they ask me about my marriage but they know that i haven't been on a date in six years you know like really really hard things like the doubt piece is what creeps up on them the most because they're really good doers you know they're really good at meeting with them and and being available to them but i don't know that i have served them well in training them spiritually and I mean, there's a piece on them. They haven't done the work either. And so trying to kind of backfill uh, this void of spiritual shallowness, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. it's long-term work, you yep. know. Um, but that's awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, I would agree um, with that and even add the uh, a training capacity as well uh, in some, some sort. There's... Um, you know, something that we've been doing this past year is we, we do have a monthly leadership meeting where we get all our leaders together before our weekly gathering. We do try to do it once a month uh, if the calendar allows it. And in that meeting, you know, we, we go over announcements, big things, big picture, calendar stuff, whatever they need to know. Um, but we also this past year, we started doing uh, some training through Ministry Grid. Um, and so I would 
assign them uh, a video to watch, very similar thing, a video to watch, and I would attach five or six questions to the video and say, hey, it's on you. You got to watch the video. I want you to answer the questions. When you come in, we're going to we're going to talk about it and we're going to learn from each other and we're going to bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, some of those things were, you know, how to how to maintain control in your small group. Like that was one video. And, you know, for sixth grade guys, a leader, it's very different than a senior girl leader. Um, but, you know, they could learn from each other. Um, and so it was things like that. And so I, I, I would love to do some, some more of that. I got a lot of great positive feedback from my leaders who are like, thank you. That was helpful. We started implementing some of this stuff. Um, and a lot of that was on me in the last couple of years, just not making that uh, uh, accessible to them. Um, and so now that, that we've kind of instilled that into our leadership training and our leadership meetings, it's, it's helped a lot. And so I think just any kind of leadership training, even if it is a little maybe repetitive to something they may feel like they know, it's good to have those refreshers and reminders um, as they lead small groups because each year, each group is going to be a little bit different and it's going to have its own challenges and um, any, any way we can help them, I think it's, it's beneficial for sure. That's great. Are you creating that content on Ministry Grid or are you just using other? Um, so for this past semester, uh, it gives you the ability to do that. Um, this past semester, I just, I used some, some already pre-established student ministry small group videos. Gotcha. Uh, they were, eight, you know, five to seven minutes long, yeah. focusing on a specific portion of, of small group leadership. So yeah, I, I created the questions. Uh, so I would watch the video. I would jot down questions. And then I would, you know, send them to the leaders and say, here's the video, answer these questions, come prepared. Yeah, that's great. I think one of the things that um, we've discovered through um, children's ministry and student ministry volunteers is when they feel like they're a part of a team, they tend to stick around a lot longer than if they feel like I'm just serving this big machine, you know? Um, that, and that has been challenging for us as we've grown. You know, when, when we're talking about hundreds of volunteers on a weekly basis, um, sometimes they can feel like they're just a cog. Church is not just using, um, they care about me and then I'm a part of this team. Like we are working with our students together. You know, like I'm doing what Chris is doing and Chris and I can talk and connect and be like, yeah, man, and my group, I mean, JoJo, he always comes in with his wheelies on and leaves black marks on our floor. And like, do we just need to love him and wipe him up or, you know, I mean, that kind of camaraderie where they can share experiences, it binds them together. And I think it binds them to the ministry in some unique ways. And so anything you can do to figure out how to accomplish that, I think, I think would probably work in your favor. Mm. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources shared. And if you're new to Grace Church Equip, head on over to gracechurchsc.org forward slash equip to access coaching opportunities, additional resources, and upcoming Equip events. All right. See you next time on the Equip Podcast.